Welcome to the Making It Without Faking It podcast, where Chris Lasherity and James Angus attempt to point out the importance of being relational and authentic through true life stories and experiences. Welcome to episode five. Five. Yeah. Our first episode with a uh, guest. Uh, and an esteemed guest. Yes, Tony Greco. Hey, Tony. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks well, for thanks coming. For I've coming. listened to a few of the podcasts, actually. Sound yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, you guys just... This is awesome. This is how everybody starts, right? That's right, man. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, we're trying to get Chris on the right page, but other than that, we're doing, no, I'm just kidding. I think it's better as we yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thanks for coming. I mean, it's uh, it's great to speak with you. Um, obviously, a very successful Ottawa entrepreneur. Um, I was always interested. You know, I remember talking to you earlier, but I remember you had the dojo right in Barhaven. Yeah. That's where it all started, right? Uh, that's where it all started, yeah. My... My background is uh, is martial arts, and um, I believe martial arts is actually super good. I think everybody should be doing martial arts. Yes, that's where it started. Is there a practice that you like best? Um, well, they all have their purpose, but I mean, I my my discipline is karate. I mean, empty hand because um, I mean I like the other ones, but karate is just one block, one strike. And you know what? It's funny when you when you relate you know, when you relate to this, Chris. It's like you can apply this in business. It's just block strike block strike you know yeah yeah i like i like karate i mean I, all the other arts like i said are great but um empty hand is just the way to go that's yeah, fair enough yeah yeah and that might be the confusion as to why <laughs> tony's here but uh it's not, it's not just a real estate podcast it's a motivational one and tony and i are together a lot and we have a lot of time to chat on trips and so on and uh we often talk how our businesses coincide and how even though they're totally different, there's a lot of similarities. And I think one of the biggest things we agree on is that um, if you don't have an outlet like working out or staying healthy, you're just going to burn out and you're not going to be able to perform the way we need to. Agreed. Uh, it's And, you know, we'll go deeper into that. But definitely anytime I'm feeling any angst or have a little bit of pressure or anything, and I, even if I go for a run or if I do a quick little workout, um, my mind just clears right up. And would you say that you'd agree with that, Tony? Yeah, I totally agree with it. I mean, like Chris was saying, like we, we talk a lot and now the more and more we talk to people that are, you know, super successful at what they do, it's part of their lifestyle. Cause that's what it is. It's not about having the ripped abs and being on a front cover of a magazine anymore. I mean, people have come to a conclusion that it's like, I need this. Like I call it the new medicine. And I mean, not because I'm in it, uh, but because I've, I've done the research and I see it, I see the experiences when people come in and, uh, come and train and when they leave the facility, how good they feel. So it's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle change that, you know, does increase your cognitive function. So the way you, you make decisions quickly and you need that in business. We always talk about this stuff. Cause it's like, I, I think, I don't even know how people function if they don't, you know, apply, a lot of the fitness stuff in, in their own life. I, I really don't. I mean, you, you, we see a bunch of CEOs that are severely overweight and making decisions, and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, their head's like this on the table. And, I mean, I don't know what they're turning to, but definitely not exercise. <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> no. And I'm no. sure they're, they're probably a tenth, you know, cup of coffee or something, right? So. Yeah, I think a lot of people have referred to their experience, that especially your latest um, establishment, is it's more like therapy. It's not just a workout. There's a, there's a whole um, feeling when you go there from the coffee to the one-on-one -on -one training to the sauna. It's like a spa-like uh, experience. So when you leave there, you're like, you're going to have a great day. 
I go in there sometimes. Yesterday I went in there and Guy looked at me and said, what's wrong? <laughs> like, I was stressed because of the calls and whatever I took on the way. And uh, when I left, I'm just a different person. And I'm ready yeah. to take on the day. Like I just. Yeah. And I admire that. I admire that, that you do that. Because, you know, people, the biggest obstacle is like, yeah, well, I, I know I have to get in shape, whatever, but I don't have time. But it's like, you have 168 hours. We're just asking for two and a half hours out of your day or out of your week. Forget about your day. You know, out of a week just to do something that's going to benefit you and make you feel a lot better and make better decisions. And I mean, I, I don't understand why people just, you know, wouldn't make it as part of their lifestyle. Like just like, you know, brushing your teeth or taking a shower or doing whatever you do every day. Right. Um, and that's, that's what I try to instill into people is that, you know, I, I've done the whole, you know, business thing that we could talk about later. And now I'm just really trying to share the progress that like, you know, forget about the business. This actually does work. This is there's no BS here, you know, and I, you can get hundreds of thousands of people to tell you that it does. Like every successful person I know has some kind of fitness regime that now they've included in, in their everyday, you know, life. It's so key. Uh, and even like, you know, Warren Buffett, who may not, is older now, but I think there must have been some workout plans. He does eat McDonald's every morning, so we won't get into that. But he says, like, he goes in and he was speaking to this class, and he was saying, you know, if I was to say I only give you one car for the rest of your life, how great would you take care of that car? And he, they said, you know, you'd have oil changes. You'd do the regular maintenance. You'd do this. You have one body. What are you going to do for it for the rest of your life? And I think that I think that the fitness aspect of it is so important on every level. I mean, like if you're in a shitty mood and you went for a workout and you kicked the crap out of me, I bet you I'd feel crappy during it, but afterwards I'd feel like a million bucks. Yeah, and and it's so true what you said too. But the biggest thing I see in people it's the mindset of overcoming challenges that hinder your own positive growth. Like you just you know how to deal with them better because you've experienced that feeling in the weight room. Uh, like Chris does kickboxing. He does, you know, he works out on his own. Um, and when you go through those obstacles, you just learn how to go through barriers. So when you apply those tasks in your own business, it's just another thing to go through. And and that's the biggest thing that I, I really see in people. It's like nothing, you know, stops you. Like every, like, like a lot of these Famous people always have these quotes like Mike Tessian, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. But it, <laughs> That's it, my it, favorite, it, by yeah, the way. <laughs> and it's like, it's true. It, that's so true. You can apply that to so many things. But that's another thing is that everybody has a plan. But when you when you, when you you got the stop sign, it's like, okay, now what do you do? Turn left, turn right, you go through it. You know, and, and that's what I find that mm -hmm. fitness does. You know, it really gets you through those obstacles that hinder your positive growth. And then you take the discipline and action to go through it. And then you apply it in your own life and to share it with others. And, and I, I see a big difference in people. Like it's, it's incredible what it does. Yeah. 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 Kickboxing's not easy. It's very technical. And, uh, there's times where I hate it, you know, yeah. and geese screaming at me and I have ADD and I'm not getting it right. And my body's not moving the way I want. And I drop my hand, he punches me in the face. Sometimes it's like my inner voice is like, this sucks. I want to quit. This is terrible. But but there's no way I would. But overcoming that on a weekly basis with him is, I think you have to do things you hate, like Tyson says. you yeah. got to do them. I forget what his line is, but it's, it's brilliant. It's yeah. I think it, um, it's doing something you hate, but, but love, pretending you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like, a, like yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, working out, I, I don't 
promote uh, Tony just because he's my friend. I actually believe in it, so I push people all the time to um, give him a call, and I get all kinds of excuses, as I'm sure he does. And I tell them, like, if Obama could work out, you could work out, because he was the president of the United States, and you're not. Yeah. So all of us could find these excuses, and it's yeah. just, a, that's what it is. It's an excuse. So true. It's... Um People are weak in general, right? Like, I think that this, unfortunately to say, a lot of people will make excuses till the cows come home. And it's like, you know, you know, I told someone recently, they, you know, you have a, they have a heart issue. And I said, you know, I've read that if you do some cold exposure for two minutes a day in the cold shower for every day, your heart rate comes way down. Like if you watch, I'm sure you're into this stuff too. Um, But they won't do it because it's two minutes and it's excruciating. And it's like, Imagine like I talk about my grandfather a lot because he was a World War II vet and like one of the toughest dudes you ever met, and that, but also kind. And it was like these guys were eighteen years old; they were freezing their butt off in Normandy. Do you think anybody would in the, like these this generation now would be able to go to Normandy and feel like like they they can't have a Wi Fi uh, connection? You know, and I'm not downplaying. I'm sure there's some tough people that are around, but it's interesting to that that the hardest things that happen always bear the best fruit. It's like if you were to push yourself just a little further, it's amazing how much better it is for you in the long run, right? Oh, yeah. And, and right now in this day and age, like I find I hear it all the time. Like so many people are like just the whole mental health thing. It's like people are just mentally just not there, right? But, uh, you know, there's a, there's a great book out there called Spark, it's by uh, Dr. John Ratey. He's a psychiatrist out of Harvard University. And it's amazing because he, he compares these two studies. So they took a group of people that suffered from severe depression. And uh, they, had, uh, they divided them up into two groups. So they tracked them for 10 weeks. They took one group. They said, we're just going to give you Zoloft, which is this antidepressant. They took the other group. They just put them through like half an hour exercise. After 10 weeks, not really that much difference in, in results in both groups. Uh, but the interesting thing was that after the 10 weeks, the people that got off the medication, uh, or sorry, the people that stayed on the medication, the people that exercise continued to see their doctor. And the people that were exercising, they had uh, a better uh, mental clarity, uh, better, co- better cognitive function. They were able to do things a lot better. So you could see this uplift of people feeling good about themselves and one of the reasons was that you know you have endorphins in your body like dopamine and uh, uh, you know serotonin that you're they get released every time you're moving so you're on a high so it's like your brain cells are actually thinking and regrowing so it's like wow we actually have a new miracle grow and that's miracle grow for the brain and that was like really fascinating these are actual statistics you know but like you said a lot of people won't take the time to move, but they'll take the time to swallow a pill. But what they don't realize is that that pill is not really doing what it was supposed to do. It might, uh, you don't want me to hit the table. Eh? It, yeah. might, uh, it <laughs> might just, it might just kind of like, you know, level everything and psychologically maybe making you think you're feeling better. But really, I mean, you look at some of these people and again, I'm not trying to be a doctor here, but it, you know, they just don't look healthy. Right. Whereas when you're moving, you're glowing, you have energy, you know, you just feel way, way better. And, and the statistics show that. But that that's a good book that I can recommend people to listen to this podcast. It's called Spark. You can't miss it because it's bright orange. Or you can always download it on Audible's, but uh, Dr. John Ratey. I'll check it out for Very sure. Good yeah, awesome. Very good. Yeah, I think it's always proven itself to be short-lived if someone's like, um, whatever, if their thing is cocaine or whatever, a speed or something to keep them going that's short-lived there. 
there's realtors that drink a lot or whatever, and you see their 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 um, consistency isn't there. They eventually crash. Yeah. So right. I think I think the the only way to keep your level up is through um, being healthy and exercising. It's just there's no second way about it. And and then there's also the the whole libido thing, right? Like that's a whole nother like, but the relationship. Forget about your your exceeding in your workforce, but uh, the relationship at home. Like all these guys, and I'm just sharing some experiences from some <laughs> of the people that I, I've seen. It's like, like, dude, like you gotta, I mean, have a little bit more fireworks in the bedroom with your spouse, you know? Like it's like, yeah, you look just, good, you feel good. There. Yeah, it's not yeah. there. These guys are like, they're friggin' dead. And it's like, guy's 45, 46 years old. It's like, okay, something's wrong here, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. And the, the challenge with that is too, is because testosterone is dead, like I'm sure you've read about this, but testosterone for a 60 year old, 60 years ago is the same as someone who's 30 now. And it's probably because physical fitness was such an important part of schooling and a part, part of your life 60 years ago, but now they just don't like, and I don't want to say that we're, we're, you know, acknowledging like there's the people are obese. That's a, a challenge. And if you're obese, you're not going to feel comfortable in your own skin. You're not going to work out. You're not going to have testosterone and you're not going to make love to your wife. It's just, it's unfortunate when all they have to do is go see Tony and they, they you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, not necessarily, but thanks for the plug. But yeah, I just, you know, if we can encourage people to, to really truly get active and do some stuff like uh, that, I mean, just try it. It takes three weeks, but once you're in there for three weeks, I mean, you're going to see a little bit of the physical appearance. So have a look at yourself in the mirror I'd be yeah. able to see it, no, but... <laughs> and just, you know. Weakness is human nature. We're not saying that, you know, people are weak and we're not. It's human nature. Yeah, Tony has a weakness for dipped cones. Yeah, <laughs> so I was going to ask uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if there was something that you... Oh, yeah. Your cheat meal or whatever. Oh, I love it, dipped cones. So yeah, we're sure. all in the same boat. It's just a matter of, again, reprogramming. Mindset, like earning money or, or, or getting your ass to the gym. I think what you've designed is if people could just get there, you guys take it from there. Yeah. You just got to get through the door. Yeah. That's and, the and, best part. And, and, and once people get there, you, you're right. They, they don't realize how actually fun it is because, you know, everybody still has this misconception like it's hard, it's hard work, but you only make it as hard as you want it to. But we'll bring the best out of you. And then you get addicted to it and you like the results. And a lot of the times it's not just visuals anymore. You know, like, I mean, just give you an example, like back in the day when I first started training, every every girl that used to come and see me was like, oh, yeah, I got to get this washboard abs. I got to get ripped. Now it's like everybody wants the booty. It's like you got to get my booty bigger. Like it's changed. It's like <laughs> it's so crazy, right? So it's just different things that, that – but at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's about getting there and, you know, making yourself feel good. Yeah, exactly. From a, a business aspect, um, what I always admired, not to pump your tires, but our business is tough, right? And I always thought, could you imagine trying to build a, a fitness empire in this city? It's a tough city to do it anything is. in. And all the no's you would have received and you just kept going. So I always admired your, your fortitude to say, fuck off, yeah. I'm going this direction. Yeah. Um, so you and I talk about how we, we sort of translate that into two different businesses, mine and yours and other things we talk about. So, and we have a lot of similarities because you kind of came, I came from a franchise. I was part of a franchise. Now you're involved and it's like you're branching off, you're growing, you're working under somebody. 
before mm. and then you know you're you're taking the punch because you believed you could do a lot better than what they were providing and that's that's the same thing it's got nothing against the other person it's just at the end of the day you believe in yourself you but you start to see a better clear vision of where you truly want to go yeah and nothing's going to stop you yeah totally i love the mindset um may i jump in i was just going to ask you when you, again going back to your roots where you started at you know the dojo is this where you saw it like did you did you have it uh, visually you saw yourself getting to the point where you owned a big franchise and you went from there to where you are now yeah i went like i, I started martial arts but then i knew fitness was a big one because see i started competing in martial arts and a lot of the students were not compete not everybody had that in them and then my whole vision changed and I said you know what everybody's got to live a better life everybody's going to be a lot of people like the obesity rate was on the rise like you could see that it was like fitness was going to be like the new thing and uh you know then I remember being in Florida I wish I were I would have wrote this stuff down I we've talked about and like you know put it in like a suitcase so people are like oh it's easy for him to say now that he's done it but it's crazy how when you visualize stuff and put your mind in action how things start to happen but you have to have a very clear vision what you truly want so i actually had like written all this down okay we're gonna have like many locations it was so weird i guess like i'm not making this up by the way it's actually it was real i even had like the, the logo not exactly the same logo but it was still there and that's why i mean i just love sharing the experiences with people because i mean it, it becomes reality if you put your your mindset to it you know it's nuts it's crazy and like chris said the nose not even close this you're gonna hear so much negative it's negativity it's just gonna suck the life out of you but if you could just deflect that and just in one year out the other which most entrepreneurs that have that you know tiger attitude will do they just don't listen to even listen to the shit anymore you know yeah so. yeah yeah would you say that you're your animal is the tiger? Is that what you... <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Tiger too. or lion? Or? Uh, yeah, more totally the tiger. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to set that up, but maybe I was. Maybe a little bit. Um, you've done a lot of uh, public speaking in one or a couple events I can think of, but you would say, I haven't done this in a while, I don't think, but you would ask people, he would go up to random people in the audience and just say... Uh, you know, you got to know who you are and what you want. And, and you'd, you'd put people on the spot and, and ask them that question yeah. and, and nobody could answer it, right? No. Lost in thought. It's crazy. Even people are listening to this podcast right now, I'll even give them five minutes. I used to have wave this magic wand because they're like, yeah, I know what I want. Really? Well, what do you want then? Like, what do you mean? Well, I just asked you a simple question. What do you want? Why do you get up in the morning? What's your purpose? And a lot of times they it would catch them off guard because they didn't have a a true clear picture. Now, you you ask people for the next week, say, what do you truly want? And then even if they give you a, an, an answer, say, okay, so what are you doing to get what you want? And how do you think you're going to achieve it? They'll still be lost, which means they're kind of like not really there. And, and the reason why I threw it out there is because everybody's lost in thought. Well, the majority of the people I speak to, because they can't tell me a simple, they can't answer a simple question. What do you want? And if it's a financial thing, then what is that number? They still can't do that. If it's a, you know, a relationship, they still are. They can't give you an affirmative answer, which means to me that people are just waking up every morning being stuck in a routine. So, now, the, the, the spinoff and the positive thing is that people that are listening to this podcast can say, you know what, okay, I t I'll take that with a grain of salt, but now I'm going to do something about it, which is going to make them wake up. So all I'm, all I'm trying to get people to do is have a plan and execute it. And the reason why I kept saying that in my public speaking is because through my lifestyle, I've experienced 
uh, a lot of people that have a lot of money are not truly happy. And I've experienced a lot of people that don't have the money are very, very happy. I've experienced people that are in a rocky relationship, don't like their job, hate their job, uh, you know, not getting well paid. Like all these things just kind of spin through their mind on a regular basis and they just have no conclusion. Their conclusion is I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to do what I normally do. What do you do? Well, I'm going to work. Okay, but how are you going to make your day better? How are you going to go closer to what you really want? And it all starts with what is it that you truly, truly want? Who are you and what do you want? And and that's all all I'm asking is answer yourself that question and be very clear about it. And then you'll you'll thank me for it. It's funny that that's a hard question. I know. And it's not a hard question. It's not a hard question. But I, you're, quite, you're making me question things right yeah. now. I got to go home and I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah, do like well, a vision board or well, something. Even, even, even on a financial note, right? Like some people are happy with making uh, whatever. I just throw a number out like $10,000 a month. And then some people are like, oh, no, I need 30000 One guy's like, 30000 I need 1000 So it doesn't matter what it is, but what is it that you truly want? And once you do that, I think it, uh, it, it, it eliminates a lot of stress. Uh, it, it eliminates a lot of things, you know, because everybody chases stuff that they truly don't want you know and and again you can you can want a billion dollars but is that what you truly want like be honest with yourself you know like yeah, what, what is it value? That you, yeah you just gotta that's what it is and that's that's the hardest thing and now a lot of the times like ever since i sold my businesses i get you know approached with a lot of stuff to do and i always say you know what do i really want like do, why, why am i doing this and do i want it like or do i need it like what why am i doing this because there's always a cause and effect with every choice you make and if if you could weigh that cause and effect of the stress levels and you know the work and all that kind of stuff because nothing's easy and then you kind of make it a lot easier to make that decision whether you truly truly want you know kind of kind of what we talked about with the podcast right like we're doing this really to you know educate a few people and get a few sponsorship right and have fun with it and yeah just you know be see where it goes yeah exactly I think uh, the reason why I brought that up is is such a good point because if you can't answer that question, how are you going to get there? Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to get there by accident. So if you don't um, write it down, another thing you sort of elaborated on that with me years ago was putting a timeline on it. And it worked for me because mine is my answer was financial and I hit it and then I doubled it. And then now I realize, okay, that's great. But now I got a new why. You know, I got a new reason if I were asked the question. So. Right. And, and, and it's funny because ever since he, like when he was writing the book, people were doubting him. Like I know because I heard everything, right? Like why is this guy writing a book? Like success, seven figures. It's like, what do you mean? Like what do you, what's wrong with that? Well, he hasn't, no. And he, that made him accountable. Like, I mean, that's why like this guy did it. Say whatever you want, but <laughs> proof is in the pudding, right? So yeah. I mean, look where we are today. And there's, there's, there's a typical situation you know of several trips even going to montreal talking about stuff having a clear vision of what you really truly want uh believing it have the belief and then executing it because it, it's 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 a state of mind i mean there's days where i've been in the car with them wasn't the most pleasant guy to be around with right thank god he wasn't yelling at me <laughs> like this guy's like insane right? it's fiery but, yeah. like, but that's but, but it, we've all been there like that's the the, the balance of the attitude that distinguishes your altitude right and it's just it's all part of that it's all part of growing but that's that's why it takes that certain individual because we make it sound like this is easy stuff but it's not easy you know and that's why you really truly have to admire people that get there because everybody that's that's gotten there they either want to help everybody come up which is the majority of the people and because they know how hard it is to get there come on i mean like it's not easy you know and if you can get there man you deserve it that's the bottom line 
Yeah. And do you think that um, the challenge for some people is having the the inner fortitude to not listen to people that are hating on them or like, do you know, cause I think a lot of people have goals and then they don't reach them because they listen to the naysayers. A lot of the time. Yeah. They don't believe in themselves. So uh, my three things is number one is your, you have to have like a clear vision of what you truly want again. It, it, like make it very crystal clear. Uh, number two is you got to manage your state because you're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to be around negative energy. You're going to have one of your friends like, you should really, you sure you want to do this? It, and not maybe in them intentionally wanting you to fail, just, you know, maybe caring about you, but you still don't want to hear that. You know, you want to hear the uplift. And then is the third one is really truly having that belief that, you know, like you almost see like you're already there. And, and if you could do that, those are key things. Like you act every day, like you're already where you want to be. Um, with your work ethics and action and people around you that would support you, the good people, you'll get there. Anybody. It's, it's, a, it's a, a formula for success if you do all those three things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's, that's just what I've learned in my life and talking to a lot of uh, people because even though they didn't think it was the vision, I, I get it from the way they're talking. I go, this guy had a good vision. This guy had a good vision. Because if you can't see it, you can't believe it, right? Like, I, I mean... Are you going to do it, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 everybody that I've spoken to, and we keep giving them, you know, the, the right tools, everybody gets there. You just got to put in the work. We, we've done a lot of talks, and just with little things that we've done together, you know, we've uplifted so many people, and, like, yeah, you know, people are like, oh, this is really cool. And that was just a little small thing. And that's what you want to do. I mean, what, what else do you want to do, right? I mean, once you're at the level that you want to be at, like, it's, it's, it's a high to, to help other people because at the end, you know, you want to be remembered as a guy that was a good guy or a bad guy, right? It's a guy that helped. And there's lots of rich remember. assholes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know what? There's, I mean, people remember the heroes, right? And for sure, that's that's I guess the legacy. Yeah, it keeps you pumped, like we talked about. We've talked about this stuff in a different capacity on previous uh, podcasts, uh, previous episodes. But like having your own number, holding yourself accountable, uh, the way we talk to ourselves. So your question was. Uh, you know, is it other people or is it yourself? So I think the biggest hurdle is yourself. We already talk to ourselves so poorly. Mm-hmm. I always wondered if I never, I think I ever asked you that. I kind of talk to myself poorly. Like I'm really hard on myself. I'm yeah. my biggest critic. Same. I don't really? know if that's good yeah. or bad. Yeah. But um, I think that's the biggest hurdle is, like you said, convince yourself, uh, visualize it. And we talked about um, surrounding yourself with the right people. So if I'm talking to him more than most people every week and day mm-hmm. it, my frequency is always high because this is ridiculously yeah. high, well so. you know what it, it's 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 like i, I like like it were, again like it's like recycled energy right with everybody i think just around us right now you know we we feel pretty pumped up because i think we all kind of feel the same way but like talking to yourself i think yeah that i don't think there's anything wrong with that and if you could deflect it and like i remember talking to a, a motivational uh a meditation uh a girl uh, Manali and she was saying she's I'll never forget she's like you know use words like cancel cancel you could say like Chris you really screwed up on this but no I actually I did this okay cancel cancel forget that thought like just repeating words in your mind where you accept acknowledge and adjust right and that's 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 actually a good tool to have because a person like yourselves that you, you know when you guys are in meetings and you might deal with staff issue where like you just really teed off about something it's like okay Cancel, cancel, acknowledge, accept, adjust. So it's like in your in your mind, your computer is like, you know, spitting out the good data and you acknowledge, you accept, and you adjust. So the three A rules. But talking to yourself, yeah, I think it's almost like a, 
uh, a form of meditation. It just makes sure that it's a positive outcome all the time, all the time. Always some positivity has to come up with it because that's all your your brain will will know, right? Because if you if you have that thought and you create that experience uh, and that sense of behavior in your mind, then that action is going to be reflecting on what you're thinking. So if it's a positive spin, even if it's a, a negative reaction, it's a positive output because it's a positive um, action that was stored in your in your database, right? Yeah. So you're constantly updating the software, kind of like Apple does, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to uh, look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that kind of segues us into um, uh, we mentioned yesterday uh, who you really are without your identity mm. and why is that important? So, so James, you're a realtor and you're a great realtor and and that's fantastic. But who are you really? And and Tony is you know, the um, fitness authority in Canada. But besides that, who is Tony Greco and myself too? So I think for me, the importance is always confidence in everything we do and in yourself. So if we were stripped of that title, you know, do we have anything? Like, what is our worth? Who are we? So is that where you were, where you were going totally. with that? Yeah, totally. And, I, and I'm, I, w- I was talking to you about that because, Again, you know, and in our line of work, I'm sure we run in a lot of people that are very successful on a financial level, but truly, like without those finances, like, I mean, they'd be nobody, because if I stripped that away, that CEO of I don't know BMO or you know Apple, like who is that now? Okay, it's out now. You don't have that title. You know, everybody's like you know licking your ass and shit like that. So <laughs> now, what are you doing? Who are you now? Yeah, right. We're Again, I think a lot of it has to do uh, with upbringing and and having a lot of doors that were closed and you, you know, knocking through them and open up the other doors, you know, being told you can't do this, can't do that, getting back up. Those are all the hurdles, uh, you know, as much as, I mean, my upbringing is Italian. My dad was like super hard on me. Um, so like insanely hard. It's crazy. Uh, but I think now looking back, it's like it could end up the other way. But because you've been... S- knocked down so many times you know you're just so used to like getting back up and being positive it's just another hurdle whereas a lot of those guys that are successful and you know because again they didn't earn it that way uh, i was given to them or just maybe they're just smart people that are really good at one thing um i think they would have a hard time and that's why you know if they were left in the desert chris You know, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be coming out alive. Whereas, you know, yeah, you'd start a fitness away. program out yeah, there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, or you'd well, figure I, something out. I'd yeah. figure something out yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was an analogy I threw out that I thought uh, that's a good one. It's true. Like, if you dropped us in the desert and came back in six months, would we be dead or would we be in some sort of business? So, exactly. uh, that's a true truism of life. And it, I think if you have that confidence, you know, oh, someone stripped me of all my worldly belongings or whatever. Yeah, that would suck because it took a lot to uh, gain all that. But at the same time, you're not, that's not your identity. You're not tied to that. So if um, you took us out of this generation and put us back into a different, you know, era, would we survive then? So like you were talking about the CEO, I often uh, thought, and I've said this before, if I found myself getting, you know, maybe a little nervous before I meet someone just because they have this high clout. As I'm driving there, I think, well, put us in a different scenario. Strip us of everything, even our clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the alpha male. They're going to look to me for help. So right. why am I going in there thinking they're above me? Yeah. So it's just in this uh, perception in our head where we create this yeah. hierarchy of importance. Yeah. So true. I used to do the same thing. I remember when I was starting martial arts, I used to see 
black belts, right? And I used to be like, oh, okay, these guys are like the whole might, like this is the big sensei because you, you just, but then after, like, I was like, this guy? Like once I, I remember once I went through the hurdles, it's like you kind of, you still give the respect because I guess, but it's like, no, you just change your whole mindset. That, yeah. um, and, that, and again, that's just another obstacle, right? The way you look up, you go into like some big meeting and, you know, this guy's this, like who cares? I mean, he's a human, He's just like me. Like, what What does he have that I don't have? Like, what? Because he's a CEO of some company? Yeah, and that's the that's the mindset to have. Whereas, uh, again, weakness, if it wasn't for a weakness, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. But <laughs> but if, you're of a, um, if your mind goes, strays to the weaker side, the flip side of what Tony just said is, you know, think of yourself in an office or a sales environment and a guy walks by and you're like, oh, there's that guy. I never really liked him, but he'll probably be top salesperson this year. You're giving that person so much exactly. credit and not yourself and you're putting them up there. So to flip it and do what he just said, I think is paramount. And yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that the other thing, an upbringing, I had an older brother who was a very alpha dude and could be like, you know, a father figure to me. And the way that he was explaining it is, when I was playing hockey or if I was playing baseball, uh, you know, I'd say something similar on the, uh, to the way Chris just said, that guy's this and that guy's that. And he says, well, you can be that. What's the problem? Go yeah. do it. Yeah. Work. Yeah. You know, and just having the, the words said to you kind of changes your head space and not in a negative way, just in a more like motivational way. Like then go do it. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. You know? And it's just sort of an interesting way to look at it for sure. And, and I, I, I'm so grateful to be in this. Like, I needed this little pick-me-up here, boys. Well, you That's know, good. even more and more with all the, the data and all the technology and all the resources out there, like, I find that, like, all winners kind of know who they are and, and what they want and how to get it, where, like, losers are always looking at who to blame, you know? It, because we have so many resources out there, like, so much more positive uh, energy uh, out there, so much motivational speakers. I think a lot more people are willing to help these days. Like I even see the young generation, even with my kids, it's like, you know, back in the day, we used to like fight, call ourselves names and do whatever. But now with all these restrictions that they put on life that you can't say this or can't say that, you know, we all, you have like a lot of really, really good, like I always hear, yeah, that's my good friend group. We have a really good friend group. Like we never used to say that in, in high school. It's like, you know, but now it's like we have a really good friend group. I find that, you know, it has uplifted a lot of people. And obviously, you know, you have the other side that will never get uplifted, right? And that's why I think there's the two sides, you know, the, the good and the bad. But, I mean, winners always will look at, you know, uh, how to how to basically help others where everybody else would just blame everybody it's never their fault right yeah that's you know, why it's always somebody else's that's why like in hockey the, the sometimes the captain is the best player on the team but sometimes they're not no they're the best motivator the best person in the room and whatever else right yeah wayne gretzky prime example yeah he was Probably he, one of the worst coach ever but you know the biggest mentor and uh you know uh everybody looks up to him he's he's my mentor but as a coaching you know i remember him watching him and seeing him at a, on a talk show uh, in California um, and Sinbad, he was a special guest. Remember that late night show? Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, I don't even know, you know, like what I do sometimes on the ice. They ask him like, how do you teach that? And it's like, again, great player, amazing, but probably not the best coach. Yeah. You can't teach what, what Wayne did either. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, sorry, I was going to ask you, you know, those, you were talking about motiv motivational speakers. Is there anybody that you listen to that, you know, like a Jocko Willink or, Somebody along those lines that you kind of go to, or is it just? You, you um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you I, listen to some. Yeah, of them. yeah, no, yeah. no, I listen to a lot of guys. I mean, Jim Rome was like one of my my favorites, and uh, I mean, I know Anthony Robbins 
you know, that was his mentor too. A lot of the stuff he teaches is good, but um, I like more. I'm getting more into the the spiritual stuff, like the Ekdar Tolle, like oh, just wow. being yep. in the present moment. A boring guy to listen to, but a friggin' genius. And uh, yeah. it's just hard to get into that. Like, but this guy makes a lot of sense. Like, it's it's pretty crazy because I could relate to it because I try to teach that, but I'm just I'm not at you know, that level yet, like, like really truly being in the moment, like, I mean, all our thoughts, like right here, this present moment right now, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. But again, you know, it's like brain food, right? Constantly practice and practice. And eventually you become a little bit more still in the moment. Right. But we, we have a couple of friends that their attention spans probably, well, I think my dog's got longer attention span than some, (laughs) you know, 2.5 seconds. Right. But again, it's just, you know, until a squirrel runs by or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we also yeah. have a particular friend who hates Anthony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> who hates Anthony Robbins? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Love Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, very important. That's a good question. I never asked you that. Um, I have a few go-tos, but I think it's, uh, again, it's it's human nature. You got to keep on that frequency. So whatever brings you up, if you got to listen to it while you drive, mm-hmm. I do that. Not that I'm going to get depressed by the time I get to my destination, but it just pumps you up. Yeah. It gives you, uh, gives you a little pick me up as opposed to listening. And you know, there's so much negativity out there. Like it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in the news and this and that and whatever else. And if you can put something on that puts you in a headspace, even if it's music to get you into that, that zone where you feel confident and motivated and walk in the room like you own it right well imagine being on your deathbed and you spent your entire life blaming other people for how your life turned out yeah that's my nightmare right there it is and i mean that's why you know what a lot of a lot of these uh motivational speakers and people just inspire and uplift people i think for the individual is just take just exactly like the positive uh, language or the, the little the positivity that they share and apply to your own life like really don't listen to anybody i mean just take whatever you can get and and go for it because um again if you have that clear path and you're already there this is just you're just feed, feed, feeding the machine that's all you're doing yeah. but but that's all you should be doing it's just you know what he's not right like we're not better than anybody else uh but we're just here to share the progress so if some of these little uh information and pieces can help you then do it uh, but one thing I, I could say that does work is actually reviewing your notes. And that means at the end of the day, you know, even taking the time to review what you've done to try to get to your destination. And in the morning, prep and give yourself a plan for the destination. And that could be a form of meditation too. Like my kids laugh at me because now I've stopped watching the news for three years. I used to always make it a ritual, 11 o'clock, watch the news, stop watching news. Uh, put the meditation music now, take 10 deep breaths, literally asleep in like, you know, two minutes and a deep sleep. It's great. I feel great. In the morning, again, just waking up, taking just 10 deep breaths or just even lying in bed and just saying, okay, I'm here, I'm present, I'm alive. Where 250,000 people are sitting in a hospital bed on their last breath. So already you're starting your day on a positive note because you know you're going to hit you know, some detours, right? You're going to get on that phone two minutes later. Oh man, I gotta get, and it's like, you know, the way it is. We've all been there. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You know, you go grab your coffee, you know, you get, Oh, by the way, you got to do that. Oh, freak. Okay. And it's like, bang, everything just changes. Right. It's true. So just, you know, it just, you, you all, it, it just, it's amazing. These, just these little things just make just such a bit. Yeah. Just practicing, practice, practice. Practicing, that's it. Yeah. Practicing practice. gratitude. Sorry to jump in, but yeah, yeah gratitude, right? Huge. Waking up and being grateful to have your eyes open. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
It's a, it's yeah. amazing. Because everybody, everybody complains they have it hard. I say, you know what? Let's go over in, uh, you know, fifth floor, the cancer ward, and look at some of these people that are like, maybe life's not that bad, and they change. Like, yeah, you know, because, you know, no matter what, how hard you have it, you're still there, and you could, you could deal with the situation, right? So our line is, you know, you have a problem? Yes. Can you do something about it? Yes. Then why worry? You have a problem? No. Can you do something about it? No. Then why worry? Yeah. <laughs> so. It's all like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. That's from Van Wilder, but we won't go into that one. <laughs> Um, do you have any regrets at this moment? Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, and it's, I don't, I don't, I have one regret. I mean, like in, and I think I've accepted it because it's not really, there's not really much I can do about it. And I think most people, most entrepreneurs will probably agree with me is that because you make such a sacrifice, you know, you miss a lot of the time with, with the kids. Right. Um, and that's the only thing, you know, but again, I, I say, you know what, you couldn't have done it any better. Uh, even though you have to balance, there's always going to be where you're going to have to grind it out where you can't maybe spend, you know, as much time as you'd like to. Maybe you can't go to all the soccer games, all the hockey games because you're running a business, right? That's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. They grind it out every day. And then, and, 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 the, and the thing is we do it mostly. I think most people do it, you know, to leave, to leave it behind uh, for the kids. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, everybody wants to spend a little bit more time, but you know what, now that I, I was fortunate enough to kind of exit a little bit, uh, you know, at a young age that now I can, you know, spend more time, but yeah, that's, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yes, we're all young, yeah. but, uh, but I think another thing that you, uh, <laughs> portray for myself and other people is the number of, um, you know, people's sort of association with a number. Mm. I never thought of, I wouldn't think of myself as my age and I wouldn't think of you as your age. And what I mean by that is energy level, um, uh, fitness level. I think the time, if you were 30, maybe you thought someone your age, oh, it's not that young, but the fact that you can relate with your two daughters on a, on a certain level as right. if you're 20 years younger, let's say, I think that's a real uh, key to life. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's that's what I that's why I don't regret it as much because you know I kept kind of like you know the coolness and stuff. You know, like you want to be a cool guy, right, with your kids, <laughs> and you know go to go to like hockey games. You know what I mean? Like because they're even their friends group. It's like yeah, my you know like your dad doesn't look you know whatever. Like it just it's a cool feeling to have. Well, you see some of the times where like again again going back to health, right? Some of these guys that are like in their early 50s that look like they're 70 or 80 if you're going to put a number to a you know a face and stuff yeah and they can't you know they, they, they can't get out of bed they're not as as fit and that's that's the sad part when they've worked all their lives yeah they have a thick bank account but they don't they what's can't the maneuver. point yeah what's yeah. the point you know and 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 it having said that i was talking to a guy the other day uh and i and he asked me he's like you know i want to pick your brain about you know the situation and i said look you have to have a number because you are financially driven and that's okay but you have to have a number because if you're 50 right and let's say you know your your numbers whatever 10 million dollars and then all of a sudden you want to go to 100 million and you might you might but it's going to take another let's say 10 years realistically of major sacrifice um and who you know the stress level and everything that goes along with that with that you know reward at the end um, then you got to ask yourself, do you really want to do this? Because you can, you're just about ready to take off or you could just cruise and 
you know, live a balanced life and, may, and maybe not have to worry again. But there's always that slight chance that you want to go to that next number. So again, never stopping people from, from going to that next level. But you got to fuck yourself that you can't put a time to it. And we say, I mean, if the average person lives to 77 years of age, assuming you're living healthy and, you know, you're whatever, 50, and 77 minus 50 times the amount of days you got left, you might think and change the way you think, right? Uh, you might change the way you think because realistically, that's the biggest thing is people don't, um, they say they value time, but they don't because they're like, yeah, I know time's important. Well, then you're not doing the daily things you're supposed to do if you're valuing time because you're complaining all the time. Like, what's important to you? And, and that's where when you look at that time left, you might change your decision. And this guy's like, you know what? Yeah, you're, 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 you're totally right. And, and again, I'm using that as an example because, I mean, you can excel and go to the next level, but time is running out. You can't buy time. Steve Jobs didn't buy time, you know? Yeah. And rich, I, and we just, I say you can't buy time. That's we right. touched on that before. I think uh, I'm, you know, every year I'm sort of driven by setting a number and reaching that goal. But if you set it for your life, I think the danger is, well, I'm just going to work my ass off till I hit this $10 million or $100 million number. But are you going to be present? Are you going to be there for your family? Are you going to enjoy the time and the ride getting there? And then once you get there, I think you'll find out that it's um, not all that fulfilling. Yeah. Especially if you're 77 and you hit your $100 million goal and you croaked. So I think it's important. Great funeral. Be a great funeral. <laughs> yeah, a great book that someone else yeah. could write. But um, So I think it's important, but I also think it's like I've had other people say to me like, oh, when's enough enough or why? you know, why don't you chill out a bit? But it's not about that. It's about uh, if you're not growing, you're dying. So you can always be growing and setting expectations for yourself. Um, and if you don't hit them, that's okay. But if it brought you up, you know, significantly, then it was a win. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to say, oh, well, I didn't hit my billion-dollar goal, so therefore I was a failure, I don't think is healthy. Yeah, you, and, you, and you know you know what's weird about this? When I... Uh, uh, wrote the book, my book, uh, Strong Mind, Lean Body. So I took a lot of young, <laughs> shameless young people. Plug. It was a <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah. I took a lot of people in their early 30s and I said, write down uh, 20 things that are important to you, right? And you know what the 30-year-old's going to write, right? Okay, nice house, fancy car, Rolex watch. And they went down the list. I have all the stuff that was like what people are chasing, which is totally normal. I probably would have been, I was... I would have did the same thing because I put my mindset into that exercise. And then, you know, over there's an adult living center and you ask some of these older people that have been very successful or in a wheelchair, you know, some are still, you know, with a, with a walker and financially very successful. It said, write down 20 things what you would have done different. And they all said, you know, take better health of myself, uh, you know, spend more time with my family. Like the, there was no car, no Rolex, no fancy car. No, no, no big homes. It was crazy how the, that whole paradigm, that mind shift just totally changed. Yeah. So it was, it's crazy how when you're, when you're born, you know, you, you start to see things a, a different way. And then when you get to that uh, midlife crisis, you kind of see it a different way. And that's why it, it's just crazy the way your mind changes on what the different vision is as you grow. So really, you know, you're always beginner at what you're doing in life. And that's why, you know, you, you, you have one life, but you live that life every day. And that's why you got to choose wisely on what you, again, what you really truly want. Because, yeah, it's all cool for a bit, but then it's like, was this really, you know, cool? 
because now it's like now I don't want that anymore you know like why why did I shift you know so just it, at the end of the day that's I think the the friendship the family you know the love around that I think truly is I think the most important thing yeah, yeah you know, I, I agree. I everything's think, just yeah. a journey. Besides that, yeah, so, it's yeah. it's funny that you you, you mentioned that because I we have mutual friends. We'll talk about after, but I remember <laughs> meeting his, his parents. Yeah, and they were Italian, and they were a beautiful older Italian couple. But they were all spending time with their grandkids, and they had gardens, and they a very modest home. And then somebody mentioned, "Yeah, that guy's worth like seventy million dollars." But you would never know, never know because he valued the time with his kids and with his grandkids and his his wife and cooking and enjoying family. And it's sort of like, sure, sure, the money's great, but you're right; they never really live beyond their means. That just happen to be in the bank account. It's, I think that it's so important to to. With what you said today is sort of waking up with gratitude, being able to be healthy, being the, have the opportunity to go to the gym, have the opportunity to see your family. And yes, all these extra things are great, having a nice car and a, whatever, but the value in that is so minimal compared to the time you get spent with the loved ones and friends, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it'll, it'll start to hit home, um, you know, as you get older. Yeah, because you realize it, and and you know what? Again, you see a lot of these older guys. Like when you're old, it's it's tough maintenance. You know, like if you don't have people around you that can assist you, it's tough. I see it. I see it with my own parents. I mean, my my dad's eighty six, my mom's eighty four, and it's like I mean, I try to do as much as I can. I have two older sisters, but it's it's hard. It's like you know what? Is this is this this can't be what it's all about when we get older? Like they just sit at home and just really don't do much, you know, like they, I mean, they wait for the Sunday dinners. I mean, and um, it just, I don't know, it's just a sad way, right? Yeah. So hopefully we could be more, you know, I guess at a healthier level where we can even hopefully still enjoy it at that, at that age. But it, it's, when you're, when you're old, a lot of people really, well, I mean, it's t- yeah. We're all going to the same place and we, we all have a tendency of thinking we have all this time in the world, uh, like a 30-year-old does. But before you know it, you're 40. And then before you know it, you're 50. And then you start to calculate. I calculate because of my kid. Yeah. I'm like, well, when he's 20, how old am I going to be? And then what's life going to be like? So I think um, that's a great practice to go to like a retirement home and oh, ask yeah. them the same questions. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, we're all going there. So so maximizing that time. And, and yes, we're all driven here and you need money to accomplish the things you want and take care of the people you uh, have to and you can accomplish more if you have a lot of money you can make a bigger uh, difference in the world but uh, we only have so much time so how are you going to spend it and what's it all for that's right yeah so goes back to who you are without your identity mm-hmm. without I th- that. exactly right like i think if you were to ask someone uh i remember dave from he owned the smoke meat place do you know dave smith is that oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but he said this amazing speech and he was like you know, it was a while back and he just said, you know, his father taught him this. He said, I have, you have two pieces of bread, one's for you, one's for someone else. So you have to be, you have to balance your charity work, whether it's time or whether it's money or whether it is, you have to help others. And I think there's different ways of doing that, whether you're speaking a, a motivationally and, and I'm sure you give a lot back to, and there's just, you know, you can, you can always do more, but you also have to remember that, your time is so valuable, so you have to figure out the balance, right? And it's hard to do. It is. It is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's why things like, uh, you know, again, we're going to relate it to exercise, uh, doing those, um, uh, 
exercises like, uh, you know, creating a journal, uh, listening to self-help books, listening to this amazing podcast. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, but this is, this, is the, this is the tools, right? We're all given the tools that will help you make a decision better. And if you're still uncertain, uh, you can reach out to people that can guide you and just making sure that you're absorbing only the positive out of things, trying to deflect negative attitude and just creating positive energy and all that, all that stuff goes in a mixing bowl. And I think it creates a pretty good soup, you know, and that's, that's what you should be doing on a, on a regular basis. And, you know, some people might, you might lose some of your friends. Like I, even myself, like some of my uh, high school friends, I don't even hang around with them. Not that they're bad people, but they're just so negative all the time. I just can't, it sucks the life out of me and I just can't be around it. They're like, Oh, he's changed. I haven't changed. You know, you, you know, you guys have changed. All you do is, you know, you talk about negative stuff all the time. Like, I can only be Mr. Nice Guy so much, right? Then it starts frigging, you know, my back starts to hurt because I'm just trying to, like, put up with all this stuff, right? And it's tough. It's tough because that's, you know, you're, you're dealing with the obstacle that it's a friend that you grow up and then you're dealing with, like, the attitude. It's like, you know, what do you do, right? So the best thing is to just step aside and... I guess if, you know, good friends are like stars, right? You could always count on them. Uh, you can see them and always count on them. What's the saying there? I don't know. You know, you know you can always count on them when you need them, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. that's true. I think Chris touched on that last yeah. week, actually. And yeah, a lot of uh, these points, we've gone full circle. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, and and I think it's a, a valuable thing to, to put out there is, you know, the, the famous saying is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because I have maybe... Chris and I talked about it last week, but you know, I think I have one or two guys from high school that I still will give the time to. And then there's a ton of friends that I have that, like you said, spend eight hours on their phone, but they're not spending it listening to audibles or they're not listening to motivational stuff or, or even prayers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They're using it to look at crap. That's going to make them feel like shit because it's all negative, absorbing negative uh, feeds all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's important to put it out there. That's yeah, all, yeah. And on a positive thing, some people do change for the better. I mean, you know, again, oh, yeah. I have a close friend of mine who was his best man at the wedding, was miserable, came off like a really bad divorce. And I actually didn't go to his establishment for probably two and a half years. And now we, you know, we reunited again. And this guy's totally changed. Like what a to- and he admitted it. He says, I was a, I was a real asshole. And he's like, you know what? I wasn't myself. I was just so negative. He actually admitted, said, you know what? That is the biggest thing you could do is admit it to yourself. First, look at you now. Good spirit, doesn't care, feels good. He's attracting everything that, you know, he, he was wishing for. And it's like, it's a pleasure to be around. I'm like, see, doesn't doesn't cost anything to, you know, not be nice, right? And, That's right. Uh, yeah. And he's just, I'm just happy for him. He's in a much better place. Like, what a what a what what an adjustment. I love it. Yeah. You know the guy. Did we see him last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it crazy though? It's yeah, not it so is. good. Like and this guy, it's... Well, that's a perfect example that you can switch it around. And, and uh, what I sort of think about as we're talking about this is people looking for the, yeah, but you're this. Or, yeah, but yeah. I've got this problem. Uh, and he was kind of like that. You know, Always. Focused on some negatives that happened, which you could waste a lot of time doing. But he has turned it around where he has a totally different energy uh, I think he's more attractive to women because of it. Yeah. I think he's more, um, he attracts more uh, uh, clients and friends to come in and see him because he's much more positive. Mm-hmm. I, I used to notice that he would, you would deflect him yeah. because you subconsciously deflect negativity, yeah. which is great. But <laughs> I would see that now and now it's totally different. So it's possible. 
Yeah. yeah. But I also think to end off on another, um, not to just be so fluffy and pie in the sky, because it's all great stuff we're talking about. Um, but when you're talking about people on their phones, listening to podcasts and so on, all that's great. But I think a real key ingredient to everything we're talking about as far as success is the hard work. And I think this later generations are, are, are missing that ingredient. So can't get there fast. Um, like the hard work you put into your career, the, what we have to put into ours, I think, you know, that may not be what you want to do or so glamorous, but that conquers all hard work conquers all in my opinion. Thousand and one percent. Totally. I agree with you a thousand one percent. And I do see that more and more and more because you know what they had, they had it easy. They don't understand. How could you go through something if you haven't experienced it? You could think about it and assume it's that way, but you haven't been through it. You know, I, I mean, it's it's just the way it is. When you build it and go through those trenches and you know what that's like uh, day in and day out and everybody looks at the outcome of the success, they don't see the sacrifices leading up to that. I mean, you could write a hundred books on that, but nobody sees that. And I find that the, the younger generation doesn't want to go through that because, and so how could they... How could they ever get to that level? It's very, very, very tough, you know, and I, I see it. It's, it's, I mean, don't get me started on that. We'll, have to, we'll need another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, some, I think something's to be said is the fact that they, like you said, it's been easy for them. And that comes from maybe some people that had it hard, built something and then kind of made it a little easier on their children, which mm -hmm. is, but yeah, you don't, until you feel some pain or go through something traumatic or, you know, you're not going to really come out of it with a, the, the outlook, especially, and I'm oh. sure you see this all the time. And I know a lot of people in the hockey industry as well. And it's like, there's some hockey players with all the talent in the world that didn't make it. But there's that one guy that got drafted in the sixth round who just grinded and grinded exactly. and grinded, went to see Tony for workouts. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Like sort of there's, because I think that effort is always going to outperform uh, talent. That's always true. a great analogy. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people oh, yeah. that so there's been more talented players but less talented players with more determination that have made it to the show than the ones who had more totally. talent. Yeah. yeah, we see it. I mean, you, you know, you, we, we have a few ourselves that, like, again, I mean, weren't drafted, got drafted, and uh, had great, uh, you know, worked their butt off and obviously made a, a great career out of it, you know. But it's, it, that's so true. I mean, it, the best is the young generation. Like, that was the olden days. It's not like that anymore. What? Hard work's not? You don't have to work hard anymore? What? What? profession do you not have to work hard at tell me one a sport really you don't have to work hard like what oh that was the olden days now it's not the same what's not the same hard work is is required every single day you know yeah. so it's like but that's 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 where i think that's a big one I, I i totally agree with that that is huge and then even taking the little things that is necessary that's another thing that people don't do you know like simple stuff like if you know if you have even an employee that works for you and sees like something on the ground like they would walk by and not pick it up like, like yeah i think that's oh. that's insane like, it, like oh. lone star man back in the day i remember a manager there droid and gord bears and actually they would just be like you walk by that yeah is that crazy <laughs> well t have some pride in your work yeah even if you were making minimum wage you're picking that thing up you know what i mean and people do people walk by it but people that make little money are grateful for it and pick up the thing. Yeah. It's like, a, it's also a mindset. Yeah, the mentality right. is more that's not my job, which is the reverse yeah. of what you should think. But another um, great saying that comes out of your mouth a lot that is huge in our industry is the fortunes and the follow-up. I even huge. wrote it on the whiteboard downstairs. Yes. <laughs> and that's a thing, a lost art for a lot of people. 
Yeah. I sent an email. I sent a text. Yeah. I tried once. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to forget. I used to have my receptionist at the front desk. There used to be a slow time uh, between like one and three at most fitness studios. And uh, we used to have uh, uh, all missed members, right? So you obviously called me for a reason. I didn't book the appointment, but you did take the time to call. Back then, everybody used to call, right? Members uh, 737-1111, right? Everybody yeah. knew that phone number, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's so true. it's funny because everybody used to call. So uh, I don't care whether she booked the appointment. The name had to go down in the book, and then it'd be like uh, Miss Member or, you know, price was too high or whatever the case may be. But there was a reason there. So then uh, during that time, I said, because um, you have to have an 85% closing rate. Well, if we didn't have that, that's not good. That's that's nothing. The business, like, I'm doing good. I'm like, really? You're doing good? Like, eight people inquired and you closed three? You're not doing good. That's shit, right? <laughs> uh, but they think they're doing good. So, because they're not paying the bills and they don't understand the business plan. So, 85% uh, percent was what they had to do. So, then uh, between one and three, I'd be like, okay, you know what? You're going to call this person. So, I'd be like, okay, uh, Joe, yeah, I'm calling. Uh, back then, it was Greco Martial Arts. I remember like, yeah, uh, oh, uh, well, I'm calling to see. Oh, yeah, well, that's the reason why I'm calling. Actually, we have a special going on. Um, you know, I was thinking about it, but no. Okay, boom, put them on on another missed call. So, we do a two, four, and a six call. So, basically, we'd call them like two weeks, four weeks, and six weeks. The six week, I mean, somebody might say, listen, don't F call me again. Clunk, right? That's fine. Then they'd be gone. But... I mean, out of that percentage of people, she'd usually close another 10%. And with those numbers she missed, another 10% was a lot of money at the end of the month. So just by just calling up, and that's why the fortune is always in the follow all the time. Because people lose the thought, they get anxious at that specific moment, but then, you know, they let it go, they forget about it. And I mean, you know, you used to sell cars, so you know what that's all about. It's like, so it's, it's so key. It's so key. But again, there's work. Hard work, but that's where the fortune is. Follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. So they basically tell you, okay, enough. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Tony. Yeah. yeah. That was that awesome. That was awesome, that was guys. Great. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you back. So we can talk about it no, before. It great. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I think people listen know it's real stuff, and uh, that's important, right? Of course. It's not, like, I like the name, by the way. Congratulations on the name. That's so true because- It's all Chris. Oh, my That gosh. was Chris. All these Making people on social media- it. <laughs> oh gosh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. All right, love it. Thanks, Chris. Thank Thanks, you. Tony. Thanks, guys.